So, when I was here two weeks ago, I spoke about that lovable character called the Red Heifer, which is a heifer that's red. And I spoke about how the red heifer must be a foreshadow of Yeshua, our Messiah. The reason being is that the red heifer and the, the, the process that you go through with the red heifer is it cleanses you from death. And there's only one that cleanses us from death, who frees us from death. So if there's a little foreshadow, a little type and shadow in the Torah where we are cleansed from death, it's got to speak about Yeshua. And then as we read more and more into it, we realize that with the red heifer, you're sprinkled twice. The first time on the third day, and then on the seventh day. And the third day is Yeshua, and it speaks of him and his resurrection, and the outpouring, the sprinkling, the, the outpouring, the anointing, the third day anointing of Yeshua, his death, his resurrection. And then there's a seventh day sprinkling with the red heifer. And you have to go through both to have the cleansing from death. And what I shared two weeks ago is that those of our, of our children of us that are sick, uh, the, the sons that are drunks and gluttons, if they receive the third day cleansing, the third day anointing, the third day sprinkling, ain't nothing can take that away. They're just on the journey to the seventh. So that was sort of the frame of it when I shared about it two weeks ago. Um, I'd like to just take it up a notch a little bit. I want to continue to talk about this third day and the seventh day, but I want to talk about it from the, from the, from the, from the vantage point of the body of Messiah altogether, of the Messianic movement altogether, and for you. Okay? Because, yes, the third day, so the cleansing from death, there's a third day sprinkling and a seventh day sprinkling. The third day sprinkling absolutely speaks about Messiah and what happened 2,000 years ago. In fact, third day, seventh day, three, seven, that is also a foreshadow and a type and shadow of the Jewish biblical holidays. Because the spring festivals culminate in the third month. And the autumn festivals culminate in the seventh month. In fact, they're all in the seventh month. Okay? So third month, is it culminates with Pentecost, Shavuot, and the seventh month culminates with Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. Okay? So the third day cleansing relates to the early rains. It relates to what happened 2,000 years ago, it relates to Pentecost, because that happened in the third month. Okay? So, I mean, Scripture, the prophets, they speak about an early rain and a latter rain. And what happened in the book of Acts in Pentecost wasn't just an event. It was fulfillment of prophecy. Even Peter said, we're not drunk. Like you think 
This is fulfillment of prophecy. Joel, the prophet Joel, said what? Like young men will see visions, old men will what? Dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On your servants will prophesy. And Peter, as this whole thing was happening, this is being fulfilled now. So it, is, it was a prophetic event. So the third day outpouring was a prophetic event. And then comes the fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, and that's the time that we're in. And because the fourth day, fifth day, sixth day doesn't really have any outpourings like that, we tend to get complacent. And we even look at the world that we're in, and we're seeing just this upside down, I mean, Isaiah spoke about it long ago when the people call good evil and evil good, you know, and, uh, you know, red is blue and blue is red or whatever it is. You know, everything is just kind of upside down. You know, and you look at the world and it's like, what is going on here? Like, has everybody gone mad? You know? And then you look at that and you're like, there's no way that God is going to pour out his spirit again and cause revival again and have an outpouring again. The only thing left is judgment. Because this world is just messed up. And however that fits into your theology of how that judgment's going to happen, very often when we think of the seventh day, we just tend to focus on the judgment. And I've been there too. You know, because you, you look around and people just do, do their things. It's kind of like in the day of Noah, right? Where people just, they get married, they're doing their thing, you know. They're just living their lives. You're like, I don't know, are you going to pour out your spirit? But this red heifer speaks about a seventh day, not just judgment, but a seventh day sprinkling, a seventh day outpouring, a seventh day anointing. There are early rains, which was fulfilled, spring rains, which was fulfilled in the culmination of the spring festivals, which is what was in the book of Acts. But there is autumn rain. There is latter rain. And I believe, and I didn't always believe this, because I get complacent too, but I believe as judgment comes, as we approach that seventh day, there will be an outpouring, an outpouring of God's spirit, a revival, something incredible. And, and all these things that, 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 that um, Joel spoke about is going to happen again because he didn't finish pouring out his spirit on all flesh. He didn't finish pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Yes. That is still to come. What Peter saw with Pentecost was the foreshadow yes. of the fulfillment of the whole thing. So as we approach this seventh day and we see that, that, that judgment could very well be coming very, very soon, no, because I believe it. I believe. I believe. Oh! I believe that Adonai is going to pour out his spirit. And there will be gifts that 
the body of Messiah will operate in. And it will be for the salvation of those who are lost. Yes. That's why he gives gifts. You must understand the difference between gifts that are for the edification of the body and gifts that are for the edification of the unbeliever out there. And scripture speaks about this. When you read Corinthians and all the gifts and all the stuff and the order of the service, and you know, it speaks about what, what edifies the body in the church. And it speaks about gifts that edify the unbeliever. We come to services and we expect healings, and sometimes we don't see healings. A daughter of the king was here a few months ago and broke my heart. Because she, she was feeling, she was weeping, and she was dealing with a, with a health issue. And then some went to her and said, what's the problem? What, what's, are you okay? And she said, I don't want to talk about it. Why don't you want to talk about it? I don't want to give God a bad name. Because I have a health issue, and I get prayer over it all the time, and nothing happens. So I'd rather just not get prayer so God doesn't get a bad name when his prophets come and pray over me and his healers pray over me and nothing happens. So I'd rather just not talk about it. That broke my heart. But I'll tell you this. I believe he is going to pour out a spirit of healing and of resurrection, but it's not for the church and that's the problem. It's a sign for the unbeliever so they can see God and repent. That's why we come into the church and we, we want to get healed. We want to see healings in the church. But God is saying, I don't need to make my name great here. It's already great. My name needs to be great out there. So that is where I will pour out my gifts. My gifts, they're not for the church. We get too concerned about what's what happens here in the church. You know, coming people and they want to give their prophecies and they want to speak in tongues and all these types of things. There are gifts waiting, but it's not for us, it's for them. And if you want a prayer that will activate the healing when you're coming here and you're sick, say, Adonai, don't heal me here. Heal me out there. Bring me into the streets where people have no idea where you are, who you are, and have the word of faith. Let that be the church. Let that be the church. And when it says, bring forth the sick to the elders, let the elders be out there. That's awesome. As Jeanette said, I want to go out there. Ooh, hallelujah. I want to go out there. That is the prayer of faith that will activate this thing because that is what Adonai is going to do. The gifts are not for us. Sorry, church. It's for them. It's for people that have no idea who God is. It's for the people who have just resent God, who don't think about God. It's even for the, well, those who twist the scriptures and say God doesn't exist. It's for those who reject Yeshua. That's who the gifts are for. So, as we enter into a time of judgment, there is going to be, I believe, and I reserve the right to be wrong about anything that hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but I believe that God will pour out his spirit, he will pour out his gifts, because we have not yet caught up 
with all flesh. He will pour out his spirit on. The Jews seek a sign. The Jews seek a sign. Hi ho the Dario. The Jews seek a sign. They will get their sign. They will get their sign. This is why I believe that God will, and I reserve the right to be wrong about anything that hasn't happened yet. But I, but I believe that God will pour out his spirit, and I say this cautiously, in the messianic movement. Yes. Because the end of day outpouring is the salvation of Israel. And I say that cautiously because there's a whole bunch of cults that believe the same thing. That we're at the end of time, whatever it is. But I tell But I tell you. But I tell you in the book of Revelation, it says this is the perseverance of the saints. Those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Yeshua. I mean, who else can that be? And it says the dragon, hate to tell you, the dragon comes after who? Those who what? Keep the commandments of God and the faith in Yeshua. When John the Revelator saw a vision of heaven, who did, what songs were sung? The song of Moses and the song of the Moses and the Lamb. Where else does that manifest? But in Messianic Judaism, in, in, in these types of congregations. So I believe, and I reserve the right to be wrong about anything that hasn't happened yet. And I'm cautious about saying that we're the special people. Okay? But I believe he is going to pour out his spirit within the Messianic movement because you here is a fulfillment of prophecy. Because it was a bunch of renegade Jews that changed the world in the third day outpouring. They were anti-state. They were anti-establishment. Not that they looked to change the establishment. They never tried to change state. They were anti-state because the state tried to change them. And the state arrested them and put them in jail and killed them. They were the first anarchists. This band of Jews from the third day outpouring at Pentecost and beyond. And they changed the world until the time of the third day reigns ended and the body of Messiah instead of being anti-establishment anti-state the thing that stood as an alternate the church became the state church and state married and that that became the institution the religious institution of the time and the Jewish believer became extinct and Jerusalem was trampled down by Gentiles, as Yeshua himself prophesied. But he said, until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. So that was meant to be a, a temporary time. There will be a time that Jerusalem will be trampled down until that time is fulfilled. That happened in 1967. You know what else happened in 1967? <clears throat> 
the rebirth of Messianic Judaism, the resurrection of the Jewish believer. In first time in 2,000 years, the Jewish believer resurrects. The first time that is seen since those bands of Jews changed the world and then were killed. Now, the Jewish believer, the Messianic Jew, and the Messianic Gentile who grafts into them is back, baby, is back. So it is a fulfillment of prophecy. So I believe that Adonai, because at the end of this thing, the last people that are going to accept him are the first people. They are the last to accept him. It says that his word goes forth and it will accomplish what it was set forth to do and then it will return. Yeshua is the word. He was sent forth from Jerusalem to, to accomplish in the world what he wants to accomplish and then he will return to Jerusalem. <clears throat> So you are a fulfillment of prophecy, and I do believe that we are going to see a time when the, the Messianics are going to be like this Goshen for the, for the world, yes. where judgment is coming, and like the, the Messianic movement is like, all of it, it's, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to operate, but I believe that God is going to pour out his spirit because it's going to be for them. It's going to be for the Jewish people. And every one of you here is a fulfillment of that prophecy. It says, in that day, in that day, in that day, the most feeble among us will be like David. King David, who is the foreshadow, forerunner of Yeshua. And the house of David will be like God. The house of David. David is the foreshadow of Yeshua. David is Yeshua because Yeshua comes from him. Who is the house of Yeshua? You. You. So if you're feeling like, I don't think I have spiritual gifts. I don't see it happening to me. This is why the prophet said the most feeble among will be like King David. Will be like Mashiach himself.